Part of our family, Radio Islam International. The world is our community. Well, welcome back. You are listening to Radio Islam International's The Early Morning Sunday Show. Now, this week we had our Sona address by the president. You know, a lot of people obviously weren't very happy with what they heard. But it is what it is right now. But some of the things that I think many of us are trying to grapple with, you know, other he's he's told us that it is now a state of emergency with regard to the electricity crisis. What are the environmentalists' uh, reaction to this electricity crisis? Well, we are talking now to Francesca de Gasperis. She is a, the um, executive director of SAFTI. Francesca, good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning and thank you so much for the opportunity. I have that right. You are the uh, executive uh, director of SAFTI, right? Yes, it's the Southern African Faith Communities Environment Institute. Yes, because we've spoken before. Yes, now I remember clearly. All right, so what did you think about, first of all, the State of the Nation address on Thursday night? And then maybe talk a little bit about how activists have reacted to the electricity crisis and the fact that um, the president has now called for a state of emergency. I think that uh, some of the comments that the president made on at the State of the Nation were long overdue. Um, and of course, we can criticize how government plans to deal with something. Um, but we finally saw the president taking seriously and putting right up at the front of his state of the nation, the electricity crisis. Um, it does feel late. It does feel that um, this should have been done sooner. However, I think government has been trying to resolve the issue, um, but without enough political leadership. So that's my first um view of the of the the crisis they are taking it it seemingly seriously enough the way that he um placed it within his speech the way that he um saw it as an emergency the way that he also said that he will um assign a minister to look at the problem um but we then need to go a little bit deeper in our analysis as mm-hmm. to some of the challenges that we're facing. Yeah. Yeah. What are those challenges? Well, for us, um, you know, environmental and faith-based organizations, civil society, as it were, who are, have been monitoring government for, you know, many, many years and looking at... Mm-hmm. Um, how governance is happening? What are the challenges that we're seeing in decision making? Is it being uh, participatory and transparent as a democracy should be run? And we see that energy is one of the most contested. And there was no clear. It was the president was very vague on some of the absolutely essential details. Mm. For example. Minister of Energy and Mineral Resources. Those two are still combined. If you put minerals with energy. Um, under one portfolio, you're sending a very strong message. It's a very extractive approach. It's relying on a previous way of working. The past of South Africa has been 
you know, we are somewhere like 13th or 12th in the world for our carbon emissions because we rely so much on coal and the extractive industries. That's what our economy was built on. So when we yes. put minerals and energy together, you can see that mindset still remains. So he's removed electricity, but he hasn't removed energy. And policy making around energy is one of the biggest stumbling blocks we have. And you'll see that civil society has repeatedly taken uh, the minister to court because he keeps mm. making what we believe wrong-headed decisions about our energy procurement. Focusing on diesel, focusing on car power ships, focusing on nuclear, focusing on gas off the shores of South Africa. We don't believe that that's where he should be focusing his energy. We believe that we should be literally making huge strides, showing the kind of political leadership that's needed to completely transform our energy system and invest in renewables. Now, we started to see some of that commentary coming out from the president. He said he's going to create tax breaks. Um, we also want to hear the president saying things like, how are they creating jobs and invest, investing in local renewable manufacturing? That's when they put their money where their mouth is. We talk about the mm -hmm. just energy transition, and the president has shown politically he's committed to it. But the details of it, how much is going for local renewable energy manufacturing? How many jobs are going to be created? And how much is this going to be really owned by the communities? People have really been suffering with the, with the, the load shedding and the huge electricity price rises we've had year on year. So they need to address ESCOM seriously. They need to grasp that nettle. Yes, it's a lot of money. Um, 40, it's 40 billion, 40, uh, sorry, 400 billion or so that's in debt. But that's being passed on to the consumer at the moment, which is completely untenable. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, I think for us, when we look at the issues, um, we're hearing a little glimmer of, of light in terms of energy, but this government has had a lot of problems, and are they going to be able to pull together to actually deliver? Um, you know, I know I'm right now in Gauteng, and I can see how service provision has absolutely, um, it's a disaster. So this is a service provision issue. How can they make sure that we have reliable, affordable electricity? Um, you know, and then we need to look at, start looking at all the other issues that we also face. But this is, yeah, tip of the iceberg stuff, I think, what we're looking at here. Hmm. That's a scary thought when you say tip of the iceberg, because, I mean, you know, with South Africa, we, we, we are so right now focused on the energy crisis because it is basically what's causing quite a number of issues in the country, a domino effect, if you could call it that. Um, and as you said, you know, um, we're looking at uh, South Africa is a country that has so many um, means of generating energy or electricity for that matter. Because we have open spaces, we've got beautiful sunlight, we've got wind. And yet these things have sort of taken a backseat because everybody else's, well, I shouldn't say everybody, but the government's focus is on things like the car power, um, looking at, um, you know, things that we should actually be moving away to lessen the footprint, the carbon emission footprint in the country. Why do they seem to be so stuck on this? Is it because it's a cheap alternative, but in the long run, where does that leave South Africans? It's not cheaper. I think there's something of geopolitical politics in it. Um, you know, when things are coming from other countries, 
sometimes mm-hmm. it can be more attractive for for um, ruling parties, but not necessarily yes. more attractive for the people who are receiving the energy. It's not, you know, externalizing um, environmental costs, externalizing carbon emissions, emissions means that we pay in the long run. So these aren't, you can say, oh, we have to do this because it's an emergency. And that's what I'm worried about. But in the yes. long run, we are still paying over the odds. So that's why they need to start making really good energy decisions now. And that was one of my, mm-hmm. my biggest concerns about the president's speech was that he said, you know, we'll complete, continue to use our diverse energy mix. He mentioned nuclear, he mentioned gas, he mentioned um, coal. You know, we see in Europe that now, because they're facing an energy crisis too, now they're saying we're reopening our uh, coal mines. If we're serious about a just energy transition, we must start to transition away. Transition means change. Change means Mm -hmm. you don't go back and say, oh, now we're in a state of emergency. This is exactly the moment when they should say, now we're making a big investment in something which is going to no longer present a further problem down the road. It's going to solve Mm -hmm. the problem now and not present further problems down the road. And that's the sort of, you know, so the president made no comment on energy policy. And that's the biggest sticking point we've had to date. It's one of the reasons why we're not seeing fast enough rollout and procurement of renewables, why we keep having to see civil society taking government to court. And in fact, SAFSI and the Green Connection have just recently asked the president to instruct the minister to bring into force part of the Energy Act legislation, which is called the Integrated Energy Plan. Now, you heard the president talking about an energy action plan. The Integrated Energy Plan should be that very thing. So I'm not sure why they're using different language when they already have the legislation there. Why not use what you have in order to implement what should be happening. The integrated energy plan will then use science, it will use economics, it will use the state of development of the nation um, to really do energy planning. That's what we need at the moment and it's the unheard from tens of thousands, maybe even millions. You know, we keep hearing about childhood malnutrition. How are families who are most affected by this economic downturn by the lack of electricity, how are they coping? They are struggling Mm. even more. So those are the people who are really the most vulnerable. People who have a choice to move or to get another job or whatever, um, it's, it's, it's not nice for them either, but they're not, it's not literally food in the, in the mouths of their children. So we really need to take this very seriously and, and, and raise our voices for those who are most vulnerable, who aren't able to, um, you know, even fully, they haven't had a chance to even fully understand what government decision making yes. is about, you know. So mm-hmm. this is Absolutely. this is where the challenge lies, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Francesca, you know, how do we, uh, you know, like me, little Jules Soap out here, um, try to make a government aware of what people are seeing? I mean, it's, it's almost as if they wear blinkers. And civil society may be fighting, but the ordinary person, our listeners out there, what can we do? Um, you know, is there something that we could maybe, um, other than mobilizing, you know, as groups of people going forward and saying, we want this change and we want it now and, and do what some of the activists at Greenpeace are doing, you know, chain themselves to buildings. Will we be getting government's attention when we do this? 
um, or is this something that they just seem to be turning a blind eye to and would rather let this go on um, until there's a you know an, a, a collapse, complete collapse? Because that's how many of us feel right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't think government want a complete collapse, um, and I think I do think the president is serious, and I think we need to try and keep hope. Um, but hope isn't a passive word. Hope is an active word. So active, I think we need to yeah. think for each of us, what is it that we can do exactly as you're saying? So it's not a one-size-fits-all proposition for me. Um, if for me, if I'm a, a person who's, who, who's at home, uh, maybe I'm a retired person, maybe I can talk to my friends about um, the issues. Maybe, you know, you've, you've read an interesting uh, piece or you've listened to this conversation we've had this morning. Yeah, actually, the government really can do something about this and they need to improve what they're doing. Um, and we need to see political leadership. I think that as the more uh, I think that the more that we as people who live in this country, who need access to the service, say, hey, this isn't good enough. You need to get it right through whatever forum it is, if you're a person who's able to perhaps um, you have an opportunity in your in your place of faith to stand up and or if you are a leader there, an imam or someone, can you talk about the energy issue to the people who are gathered? The more we build our momentum, you say or you said earlier it's a domino effect. We also have a domino mm. effect. We have the momentum yes. of all of us. And the more we talk about the issues as we see them in a way that doesn't, that speaks the, to the issue. Let's not shy away from the, the difficulty that we face, but also to say, this is what we want. We know what we want. We want to be able to, ha- you know, have regular, reliable supply of energy. You know, you never know who you know. And who will hear the wisdom that you speak? Because it goes through, and it can go through to the, uh, even to the children of politicians, even to the politicians themselves, even to the people who are doing this work. We must continue to raise our voices and speak our truths, speak the issue as we see it, um, and continue to, ra- and this is the thing, the, the thing of being active and engaged. And then you can also think, how, who am I seeing that's doing good work? Can I support that organization in some way? How can we make sure that our, that the people who stand outside government and keep an eye on them continue to be supported? There are many, many excellent organizations doing good work. If you can support them in a small way, please do. They need the support. Um, and there's many of them who are working with the youth, who are working with women, who are working with vulnerable communities who really, really need support. Um, And if, you know, even if you support an organization who's dealing with gender-based violence that's rising because we don't have electricity, that's important. So I think don't Mm -hmm. feel hopeless. Feel that whatever you do, you're actually um, helping in a time of crisis. Um, I think, you know, continuing to have these conversations on the radio, um, encouraging your other producers of radio stations. Hey, why aren't we having something on this every day? Why aren't we educating ourselves more? There's many, many things we can all do in our different, where we work. So if I'm a producer of a radio station, can I talk to the other people and say, hey, you need to talk more about this and get people on who have views that can help others. You know, I think that's what we should do. Think about our own context. Think about what we 
are able to do. If you're at home and you know that you um, are a big electricity user, turn off a few lights. You'll save yourself some bills and you'll also take less pressure on the grid. And it will mean other people who are more vulnerable will have more access to electricity. We can all do something. Even turning off a few lights can make a big difference if there's yes. the collective joins in. So those are things we can do. Um, I also think we need to speak to our local um, uh, to our local authorities and say, hey, what are you doing about access to renewable energy? What opportunities are you giving people? Um, in your faith communities, you can say, who are the most vulnerable in our communities? Let's get together and get a solar panel on the roof of that clinic over there. Let's get together and look after that school over there. There's a lot we can do as a collective. And it's not even necessarily directly related to electricity access, but it can make a difference for people who are struggling. So, yeah, that's, I mean, I'm not saying anything new, I'm sure, to your li- for your yes. listeners, but I just want to be, uh, give a little bit a of, reminder. of encouragement, yeah, that we don't have to sit back and feel hopeless. Um, there is a lot we can do. Um, and even if it's just reading, educating yourself, you know, re- go and read a couple yes. of articles. Um, let's not feel that that the power lies literally in other people's hands. The power lies in our own hands, and there's a lot we can do about it. So, yeah, I'm, I don't feel, um, I feel it is a crisis, um, but as an environmental organization, we know, we know, because we've seen it time and time again, it's almost human nature to wait for crisis before we really take action. It's Absolutely. the law of inertia. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. true. Francesca, thank you for your time. Much appreciated here on Radio Islam International. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day for the You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And that was Francesca de Gasperis talking to us about the energy crisis and how environmentalists are reacting to the SONA announcement with regards to that. Yes, we can do much more if we just put our minds to it. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll be speaking to Professor Ntopoheng Mokhalaka with regard to International Day of Women and Girls in Science.